Good morning, everyone. I greet you in Jesus' name. You can open your Bibles to Romans. But before we look at the Scripture, I want to remember a uh, story from the Old Testament, a piece of a story, the story of, of Jacob. Remember how he was urged to leave his home by his father Isaac and his calculating mother Rebekah, encouraged to leave home and go to Padanaram to their relatives there. And on the surface, the reason was so that he could find a suitable wife, a good wife for him instead of a Canaanite. But behind the scenes, you remember, there was a very angry brother, Esau, whose birthright blessing had been stolen from him through trickery and deceit, and that Esau intended to kill Jacob when the time was right, wrong. And so Jacob, as he was leaving home, must have been, his mind must have been filled with many thoughts. Distress about the situation that he was leaving behind, that is bound to have been distressful. And questions about what might be ahead. And finally, at sunset, he stopped and fixed himself a place to stay for the night. Piled up some stones for a pillow, or a pillow, a stone at least for a pillow. And you remember, while he slept, he had a dream. This is one of my favorite childhood Bible stories. And he dreamed. And he saw a ladder that was, the term can also be translated stairway, that reached from earth to heaven. And angels were going up and down on that ladder. Um, an amazing sight. And it, uh, it impressed Jacob very much. At the top of the ladder stood God himself. And God spoke to Jacob and blessed him. A wonderful blessing and a great encouragement. Remember how Jacob responded the next morning after he awoke. Now, we don't read in the Bible story that Jacob had any urge to climb that ladder and get up to God. Rather, in the verses following, it appears that Jacob was kind of frightened of God, fearful of God. He didn't have a relationship with God. And he was even uneasy about entrusting himself to God or committing himself to God. He made a little deal. God, if you do these good things and bring me back safely, I will, I will trust you. But even if, even if Jacob had loved God with all his heart, I don't know that that ladder, I don't think that ladder was a way for him to get closer to God. I don't believe it was. 
But do consider this about the angels. They were going up and down, and they were going in steps up the rungs of a ladder and getting closer to God. Uh, I'll not try to draw too much analogy from this, but there were steps, incremental steps up and down. And spiritual progress for us here on the earth is usually in steps as well, if you will. And uh, the angels didn't make great leaps from heaven to earth or earth to heaven, but they were going up and down the ladder. And I'd like to look at some scriptures this morning that I think we could call spiritual stairways, spiritual ladders. And the first one is one we do not want to take because it goes down. And we find that in Romans, in the first chapter. If you'll turn there, Romans stairway, Romans ladder, I thought I'd call it stairway, but let's call it a ladder. Romans ladder down. And we'll begin at verse 18 of Romans 1. Now this uh, isn't put together quite as neatly ladder-like as the other scriptures we'll look at, but there is a, there is a, a, a progression down. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds, and four-footed beasts, and creeping things. Wherefore God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lusts of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this cause, God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature, and likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, 
being filled with unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful. We'll stop there. These steps down uh, could be organized in different ways. But first, we have a starting point that impressed me as I read through this. In verse 21, when they knew God, when they knew God, that, that was a starting place. And all of us, every, everyone has a starting place. Everyone that has a mind comes to some maturity, able to think uh, and think spiritually. They have a starting place. And this is the starting place when they knew God in some way, to some degree, they had knowledge of God, even though it was sketchy, as, uh, as we see here. Uh, <clears throat> it was very sketchy for some of them, but there was evidence in creation. Uh, there was evidence in their hearts, something that told them, this means there is a God. When they knew God, Paul said um, that in Athens that they should seek the Lord, that man should seek the Lord, that he is not far from every one of us. He said that to a congregation of unbelievers. And here in verse 19, because that which may be known of God is manifest to them, for God has showed it unto them. When they knew God, that was the starting place. And there they could choose which way they were going to go, whether they were going to respond to this God and go toward him, up a ladder toward him, or whether they were going to turn away and go away from him. And what it describes here is people, these people, went away. They did not like to retain God in their knowledge, in verse 28. They didn't even want to acknowledge God. So what knowledge they had, they turned away from. And they started down. And this is the condemnation, Jesus said, that light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. They didn't want to know God. They didn't want to know God. So the first step that beyond the starting place, the first rung down, they did not properly acknowledge God or give him honor or offer thanks. They glorified him not as God, neither were thankful. No worship, 
no thanksgiving, no praise to God. And the result was cloudy thinking, wrong thinking, empty thinking, false thinking. They became empty of the truth that would matter, that would make a difference in their lives and in eternity. And step two, this cloudy thinking then, they took as wisdom. They professed themselves to be wise, and really they were becoming fools. Paul talked about the foolishness of the wisdom of the world in 1 Corinthians, the first chapter. They imagined, they thought up in their own heads and believed things that were untrue, that were false. And they held it as wisdom, as wise, as great, as grand philosophies to live by. And they accepted it, they taught it, they trust it, we see it. And people who know the truth, who know God, who have gone the other direction, uh, have taken the ladders up, they know that it's false, that it's ridiculous. And one, just one example would be the gender confusion that we see in our culture today. And even people, uh, it, it would seem that they're losing, even unsaved people are losing their common sense. And there are unsaved people with common sense that know in their hearts, this is crazy. A world gone berserk. So man can rationalize. He can convince himself. But if it doesn't line up with what God says, it's wrong. And it's deadly wrong. Those are pretty, pretty serious steps down. Then the third step, they traded God for images. Instead of worshiping God, there was idolatry. They worshiped things, the creation. And maybe it even includes man-made things over God. Maybe it even, even includes inventions and technology. I'm not sure how far that goes, but it was not loving God. It was loving, worshiping, holding more dear uh, the creation, the things of the earth. And when God is not acknowledged and their own false wisdom is held as the truth and God is not worshiped, they follow not God, which is easy to see, but they follow the lusts of their heart. Their selfish and fleshly appetites rule quite contrary, completely contrary to God's holy standards. And they, they become reprobate. Uh, step five, if you want to categorize it that way. <clears throat> they became reprobates. Wherefore God also gave them up 
to uncleanness through the lust of their own heart. Verse 24. And verse 26. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. You remember the promise that God gave? It's in uh, 1 Corinthians 10. That God will not allow you to be tempted above that which ye are able, but will with the temptation make a way to escape. Do you think that that promise applies to these reprobates? No. That is a promise for believers who are desiring and determining and committing themselves to following God. Those, that promise is for children of God. Tozer said this one time about fallen man. Man made more like God than any other creature has become less like God than any other creature. Created to reflect the glory of God, he has retreated sullenly into his cave, reflecting only his own sinfulness. What a depressing ladder down. But that is where the wide way is going, down the ladder, the wide way that Jesus talked about. We want to go up, and we want to look at ways to go up. <clears throat> but before we, uh, before we leave this ladder, let's take away one important thing that will be helpful for us to remember. Uh, what One thing they did not do. You know, sometimes you can figure out how to do something by looking at ways other people have tried that did not work. Uh, one time up north, we had, we had a skitter there. We used, it to, uh, we used it to do a lot of things, but one thing was pulling sled loads of firewood into the, into the, to the school campus. And I was out there one time with, uh, with a crew, and we had loaded a, load of, a sled load of wood. And somehow in backing it around, one of the guys... It was a skitter with a, what do you call that, articulating uh, something, you know, where it swivels and the big wheels, all four wheels. And he had gotten uh, tangled up in a tree and was kind of in there and couldn't get out. The tree was up there between the wheel and the, and the main body of the, of the skitter. So several of them tried and, and uh, couldn't get it out. And so I said, let me try and I wiggled around, and, and I did get it out. I was kind of impressed with myself, even. I wasn't sure it was going to work. They asked, well, how did you figure, how did you do that? I said, well, I just did what you didn't. But sometimes we can learn some things that way. And one thing that, they, that we can learn from them, they did not acknowledge, they did not worship God. They did not offer thanksgiving and praise. And that started them down. But if we in all our ways do acknowledge him and worship him and praise him in spirit and in truth, our hearts will be warmed toward God and will be drawn toward God, toward the heavenly father.
So that's uh, we can learn from this passage, as depressing as it is. Okay, let's go to the next um, ladder. And there's another one, a Romans ladder up, and that's in Romans 5. So turn to Romans 5. We'll look at the first five verses of Romans 5. Romans 5. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope and hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Beautiful ladder going up. See how they're connected. But again, Paul establishes a starting place. And it's important uh, with ladders that you have your ladder established firmly settled. I worked in construction a few years with uh, Brother Milton and Brother Joe, and um, I learned about ladders. And you want to be sure it's set squarely on the ground and is set up at a proper angle so the bottom doesn't go skidding out or it doesn't go falling over and dropping you when you're about halfway up. I used to feel more confident about ladders than I am now, and uh, I don't like climbing very much anymore, but sometimes I'll get up on the roof, and I take some pain to uh, be sure that the ladder is firmly set on the ground, and I go up fairly confidently. When I get up to the top and have to step around on the roof, that's the next challenge, it's even worse coming coming back down, but um, having it securely set at the bottom, that's important. And here in this passage, being uh, there's faith in Christ. He mentions faith in Christ, which is the gateway to justification and peace. Faith in Christ is a gateway to the grace in which we stand. And it is in this position of peace and grace that Paul is rejoicing, as are we, he says we, in hope of the glory of God. And when we're established, we're justified, which means our sins are forgiven, and we have peace with God, and... um, We're standing, we're living in victory. Our ladder is established. Then Paul says, we're ready to climb. And he says, and not only so, this is a solid place, but not only so, 
we can climb higher. And then he starts into the up the rungs of the ladder. We can climb higher. We can get closer to God. And step one is tribulation. We talked about that this morning. Tribulation can bring endurance. Endurance develops character, experience, and character, good uh, character brings hope that doesn't embarrass us, doesn't make us ashamed. And all of this in the context of God's love. That starts at the bottom rung. That starts in the, uh, in the, at the foundation, at the setting of the ladder, is where the, this God's love, bathed in God's love, the provisions of God's love, and it includes our love for God, I believe also, that it's God loving us and us loving God. Let's look at the steps a little closer. We uh, spent some time in our, in our uh, Sunday school class this morning talking about tribulations and sufferings and the difficulties and the painful experiences, the frustrations that we have, that we experience as part of life. But we can endure them because we're God's children. We need to endure them because we're God's children, because God has purpose for them. As was mentioned in our class, I thought of Hebrews 12 and where it talks about chastening. And he says there, now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. That's what makes tribulations a tribulation because they're grievous. Nevertheless, afterward, it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. And knowing along with that, uh, that all things work together for good. Some people stop there and take kind of a fatalistic uh, approach that, well, it'll work out okay in the end. Everything works together for good. Must be something good to come out of it. But this says, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose, the ones who want to climb this ladder and want to go up. They see the purpose. They find the grace of God wherein we stand, as Paul said it. Now the devil often has a purpose too. Remember Paul's thorn in the flesh. And it says in 2 Corinthians 12 that it was from Satan, a messenger from Satan, that thorn in the flesh, a messenger from Satan. He doesn't say what Satan's purpose was for that thorn, probably to discourage him, to somehow hinder his ministry, maybe hoping to discourage him to the point where he'd want to give up. And Paul saw it as a grievance. 
And he asked that God would take it away. He asked one time, two times, three times. But God explained his purpose and why he would leave it there. And God said, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. So Paul said, after he understood that, Most gladly, therefore, will I rather in glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And he mentioned also in his explanation that uh, when he was talking about this thorn, lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of revelations. Um, So God thought this could be a help him stay humble, number one, and uh, not be too um, impressed with his own abilities. And also that he would find and experience the grace of God to be able to handle this, uh, this uh, form. And he found it. So he took a step up. He learned about tribulations. He saw value in the tribulations because God had purpose. They're not just random events that come with no purpose. We don't have to understand all the reasons why, but uh, we we need to, number one, uh, they, they often, like Robbie mentioned this morning, they can drive us to our knees. They can make us pray. And we need strength. We need guidance. But we could, we could do uh, what many have done and what I have done, and is always an option. We can take this route. We can grumble. We can complain. We can say, God, you let me down, and blame God. And we can be angry at others or at the situation that are part of whatever the frustration and tribulation is. That doesn't help us up the ladder at all. In fact, that's counterproductive, very counterproductive. Step three here, uh, tribulation, learning to endure, enduring, it develops character. Develops character. Um... Norman last Sunday talked about choices and Robbie mentioned it this morning too that godly lives are made up of consistently good wise right choices and that's what makes us who we are it as we make those right choices one after the other after the other after the next and there's a pattern a consistently we want to always do what Jesus would want us to do the right thing the godly thing the holy thing and that forms our character that's what forms godly character and that's what it's talking about in Hebrews 12:11 we read that verse about no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but it's grievous. 
Nevertheless, afterward, it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are, notice this, exercised thereby, trained thereby, those who learn from it and grow through it, choosing the right, trained in choosing right in difficulty. I've heard of uh, professing Christianity uh, described as a mile wide and an inch deep. You've probably heard that description. It looked there on the surface. Uh, there's a lot. Looks like a lot is going on, but it's really not very deep. Well, I think that that can happen to individual Christians too, who are kind of shallow really their character is shallow they complain much too often they're not walking in the joy of the Lord fourth step is uh, hope that doesn't disappoint And that comes from people who are making right choices and experiencing God's grace, experiencing finding God's answers, finding the Christian life is working. Brother Ed, it was good to have you here this morning, and Barbara, God bless you. Brother Ed and Barbara are leaving. I was very happy to see them here this morning. He is not well yet. Let's keep praying for Ed. A hope that does not disappoint. We found it. We have a series already of, of experiences. Okay, God blessed me. I responded right. God blessed me. I came through it. So the next time a scary thing comes or a tough thing I can go with a little more confidence because God was with me. God is with me. God helps me here. I can go a little farther. And so my faith grows and my hope, my confidence grows and God does not disappoint. And in all of this, there is God's love. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. That's part of the foundation of our relationship with God. It's our security all through our climbing of ladders, loving God, knowing God's love experiencing God's love for me and the many good, kind things he does and becoming more and more and more convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor heavenly rulers nor things that are present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now Paul suffered trials. 
He suffered from health issues. He suffered thirst and beatings, imprisonment, a lot of opposition and conflict, shipwrecks and other hard circumstances, no money, financial hardships, but he could sing. And he could worship and he could praise the Lord through it all. And he knew that God loved him. And by God's grace, he endured. He fought the good fight. He had a strong, well-developed, and deep, godly character. He had a hope that was built on experience. That God, he could say, God has never, never, never let me down. This Romans ladder... Uh, in, from chapter 5 uh, seems to deal a lot with outside things that come against us that we have to deal with. We deal with them on the inside. That's what makes it a ladder that gets us close to closer to heaven if we climb it. But it seems like there's more outside challenges that we're dealing with inside in our hearts. And uh, in our relationship with God. There is another ladder. Uh, we'll not uh, try to go into that today, but it's in 2 Peter. It's the 2 Peter ladder. It's in, the, in chapter 1, in the uh, first 11 verses. And there he says, uh, well, it's a beautiful passage, but the latter part starts... Um, In verse 5, and beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. And if these things be in you and abound, <coughs> They make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, ye shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In Hebrews 4 we see, let us labor therefore to enter. And in Luke 13, Jesus said, strive to enter in at the straight gate. And in Philippians, he said, we are to work out our salvation, our part of salvation, with fear and trembling. All these are saying, make serious effort. And I think about the Hebrews, I didn't want to turn to it, 
uh, passage where he says, I would like to tell you more, but you're not ready for it. There's too much carnality. And there is a, in Hebrews 6, 1, he says, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation. Hey, the foundation is very critical and that will always need to be there. But God um, wants us to climb ladders. And this uh, passage here in Peter says that God provided everything we need Everything we need for spiritual life. We sang this morning uh, in the hymnal, I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. May that be our experience. Oh, and this, this, uh, this ladder in Second Peter seems to be more, in, it seems like more in, inside uh, things that we deal with uh, than the Romans uh, 5 ladder. But let's, uh, let's do give all diligence. Let's give all diligence to grow and go higher and closer to God. Shall we have a closing song?